With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Heard about Anchor. It is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. This is the podcast that I love doing every year. Even though it's only the second time I've done it, it's still fun. But welcome to episode 84 of YWC Football Talk, the mock draft round one. We're going to be picking all 32 teams here. And I've got quite the panel to help me out. I got Markeem, I got Joe, and I got Phil. How are we feeling tonight, gentlemen? I'm better now, man. Better now. Let's let's do this thing. Let's no do this better thing. week than draft week. Yeah, draft week. Let's do it. And the Pats have a top twenty pick for the first time in forever. So this is this is new. <laughs> we got all that. Well, Todd Mayer was the last one that I wrote. But anyway, just to explain the rules to the viewers listening or watching it on YouTube. Um, basically, I did a randomized draw from one to thirty-two, so all of us have a pick. And then from there, so basically the player, the person who has the pick is going to pick for that team. And if they want to trade, then the trades will automatically happen. So say, for example, if I have pick number three and I think a trade-up is going to happen, even though it won't, the person then, say if I trade picks three to 13, whoever team's 13 was then goes up to three, and then that person gets the whoever's picking at three. Just a quick overlay for the people at home uh, or listening so they know exactly what's going on. But without further ado, we're going to get this thing started. With the first overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft belongs to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And making the pick for the Jaguars in the YWC Football Talk Mock Draft is Phil Nightmare 10. Once again, take it away. Man, who is going to be all elite? Uh, I think this pick is pretty obvious. I think most people know who this pick is going to be, um, unless the Jags decide to do something completely random. Um, but I make if if I'm making this pick, I know who I'm taking, and I think it's the Jags should know. <laughs> I think it would be like a shock of the world if they didn't take this person. But uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence, quarterback out of uh, the crappy University of Clemson. <laughs> and I do not think that anyone out there has a problem or is going to fight you on this pick. No, I, I, yeah, I not, think not, not, not going to fight you on it. I still think it's a bit overrated, but not going to fight you on it though. Yeah. Mark, Mark, honestly, I will say like, I think when you're, you just have so much on it, like there's so much, uh, like buzz around him that like, I don't know, like it's just a lot of pressure, I guess is what I, I agree with you. I think he is I, an all time great front runner. All time great. Yeah. And I, th- and I think, Every time he has been in a situation that has not been favorable to him, he has not been good. Yeah, and it, I mean, yeah, and I think that that proved itself. So I think that you know, but I think you can make that case for some of those other quarterbacks as well. Oh, so oh, we, we, we're gonna get to it. We're gonna get to and, it, and, and we'll get yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, um, but that's that's the thing. Like you, I think I like what Markeem said because I think you need to know that they're all human. Like they're all like 
like sometimes these quarterbacks don't pan out. I mean, like, I mean, obviously Andrew Luck did was really, really like he was uh, skill wise was still the same quarterback that we thought he would be. But, you know, if you don't have a team around him, if you don't give the man an offensive line, he's going to deteriorate and retire early, which is what happened. So um, Trevor Lawrence is not Peyton Manning. He's not Andrew Luck. He's not John Elway. And I've seen him compared to all three dudes. It's really getting on my nerves. But I really, I'm, I and that's a good point, Martin, because I don't while. Yes, I was a Gamecock fan like I root against Clemson. But like Trevor Lawrence has been a really good quarterback to watch. Uh, but despite fandom, you know, putting fandom to the side. But. Um, I don't really see a guy that I can like say that, okay, Trevor Lawrence is like this guy, which I've never been a guy that compares to people in the pros or whatever a lot anyways, or college players and like what they're, what they're most like about, but he's definitely not, he doesn't come off as like a Peyton. He doesn't come off as like, um, he he don't jump off the screen like that. I mean, he, he makes all the difficult throws you have in the NFL, but like them dudes are just different. There was something about them where like, yo, they're, they're different. You know what I mean, and I don't think. Just, just me. I don't, I don't get that vibe from him. Like even, even Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you know I mean, like, are we sure he'll be as good as Deshaun Watson? Because Deshaun Watson's pretty damn good. Yeah, you know I mean, are we sure? Are we I, sure? I, and I said that after Trevor Lawrence's first year too. I said, man, or, or, like they were already crowning him as like the golden child of Clemson. I'm like, did you guys not watch, just see what Watson did for you guys? So, yeah, he didn't win a championship or didn't. Uh, yeah, he did. Watson won a championship, right? Yeah, he won a championship yeah, yeah. last year. I meant like, but like, like I said, he, Watson just won a championship. But like, I mean, like he, like all that he did, and it's like we're already like Trevor Lawrence wins one, and we're already crowning him as better than Watson. Like I was, I was definitely on that, like on that train. Like let's slow down a little bit, but, um, but yeah, I mean it's the obvious pick here. Um, I think it's Trevor Lawrence, and then there's everybody else. But he was being crowned since like his sophomore year of high school. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was one of the most elite uh, prospects in terms of recruits in the history of football in America, period. And I will say this, too. He's highly touted. Being from South Carolina and knowing, like, and hearing, like, he seems like a genuinely genuinely good guy. Like, I don't get, like, the vibes of, like, but, like, when you first look at him, if you don't know him or whatever, like, I can see, like, pretty boy vibes. So hopefully he doesn't turn into a pretty boy because that's not what, like, it doesn't seem like, like, seems like he's actually a good guy. So, like, let's just hope that that doesn't. But if it does, I mean, he's going to, you know, he's got to take ownership, you know, for what he, his mistakes and things like that. So on the field is what I'm talking about. But. Exactly. Um, anyway, I just want to keep the ball rolling here. We're going to move on to pick number two, which is the New York Jets. And that pick belongs to, for the YWC Mock Draft 2021 edition, Nightmare Ball at Marquee, you're up. I mean, I, I think this is pretty obvious the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson. Um, if you can't get Lawrence, I mean, I guess he – the upside of him is too big, too big to ignore. I mean, but again, like Lawrence, I think that uh, he hasn't been challenged much in the time he was challenged. He was rattled. <coughs> but, uh, you know, his arm talent is up there with anybody in this draft, except probably Trevor Lawrence. But yeah, like, I think this is the obvious pick. Um, the one thing I was going to say, too, is with Zach Wilson, and I know Phil had his little remark there. But and Phil, don't feel this may offend you a bit. But when your biggest competition is Coastal Carolina, that's a bit of a red flag to me. That's not disrespect to Coastal. That's more of a shot at BYU. That's just something I wanted to throw in there. And, so, and another thing I'll say to that though, the biggest competition is even the only competition they had. Yeah, but that's what I mean though. Like even I, I don't even remember who they played in the Boca Raton Bowl, but. It's just they had chances to play big schools like the Huskies in Washington and stuff, but they said no. But also, to be fair to him, uh, Josh Allen played no one 
at all. He's one of the better QBs in the league his entire yeah. career. I oh, mean, I know. To be I'm fair, saying. you can make you can make the case for Carson Wentz as well. I mean, uh, I mean that's a bad example. <laughs> well, probably, yeah, yeah, that's true. That, well, as of right now, until we see more, that's true. But Carson Wentz still had one. All right, well, we're not going off on that today. But <laughs> what I'm saying good. is, like, there's there's a lot of t- it seems like a lot of the quarterbacks have they it, they don't have like yeah whatever you get what I'm saying. Exactly, and uh, Joe, since because uh, I know Joe's been a little quiet here, uh, what are your thoughts so far for the first two picks? Yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly how they're going to go. Um, you know, the if we go back just a little bit, like, I I just, I'm not completely sold. Like, I get uh, the Jets moving Sam Darnold if you're kind of, if your theory is we need to go get a new guy and kind of restart that rookie contract because that's kind of been the new trend, right? Go get a quarterback on the cheap, build around him as much as possible before he commands a lot of money. Um, but I just don't see them. They're not going to be any better for the next year or two, at least. Um, I don't think Sam, Dar- I think, you know, I think Sam Darnold's okay. I just think the Jets are a complete mess and uh, it'll be interesting to see. I'm guessing, you know, they think Wilson will come in and start from the go, but I think, you know, there's going to be some growing pains there for sure. Yeah. I, honestly, him playing in like, um, and this is a bit of a biased take, but him playing in the AFC East when you have to go to like Buffalo or New England in the cold, and you got these, like, just absolute monsters chasing you down for the football. There's going to be – how do I say this? He's going to have a similar rookie year to Kyler Murray where you see the moments of brilliance, I think, but you're going to see moments where he struggles. Like, I think he does well against the bad teams, but against good teams, he is not good at all. He, like, succumbs to the pressure. Well, that was my thing, too, I, and I agree with both you, uh, Joe and, and Griff, because, like, my thing is people think that – like, some of these organizations – mainly the one that I can point to are the Jets and the Browns I think quarterback fixes everything and you know Markeem can can uh, attest for this that we've preached for a long time that quarterbacks isn't everything and you need to build around that so I think the answer for the Jets is well you can go out and get you another quarterback but are you going to do the same process you've done for the past however many years like it's you've got to change the process and I think the Browns have proven when they finally decided to just build around a guy that it's worked like yeah they've only they don't I mean they made the playoffs so I mean like it was big is what I'm saying. Like the jets, like, okay, that's great. Well, is your coach going to work this time? Or is he going to have, is Zach Wilson going, going to go through three different coaches? And then you don't really see what he has. Cause I don't think we've really seen, maybe we had, maybe in some people's opinions we have, but I just don't think Darnold, I think Darnold could thrive in the right system, but um, we just had, he just hasn't had the support that, you know, we'll, 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 talk, we'll talk about that later. Cause I got things to say about that, but go ahead with your pick, man. Well, well, anyway, we're going to move on to pick number three, which belongs to San Francisco. And I happen to be making the pick, and I'm going to be quick and blunt with this. Um, and also, the only th- actually thing I'm going to say, too, about – and I talked about this yesterday on my podcast with uh, Keegan was with New York, I feel like they're going to try to make Wilson run their scheme, when, which they should have done was, is draft fields and build around what his scheme is and what he did at Ohio State. That's something I think Joe can attest to, unfortunately. Yeah, no words. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and with the third overall pick in the draft, San Francisco is going to select, in my opinion, Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama. I know it's the most not the most popular pick. I just think it's the kind of quarterback that Kyle Shanahan runs best with. And for all, like he said in his press conference today, who knows if we'll be alive on Sunday? I was the most bizarre football guy quote I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, look, I've been actually 
pretty pro Mac Jones. I do not understand him at three though. Like I and I'm not I'm not knocking your pick because I think that's where they're gonna go to. I just don't understand how Mac Jones has gone that high from like where he was like gonna probably be at 15 for the New England like that area to now three. Like it's just I mean I, to trade up too, like not fall to one, like trade like the Niners are literally going unless they're pulling you know wool over our eyes or something. But I just don't think I don't. I, I think know. it's ironic y'all butt up Sam Darnold because like I think this is a very similar situation where he's getting dra- he's getting talked up this high because of his intangibles. Like yeah. in my opinion, Sam it Darnold is. yeah was never like an elite guy in any one thing, but the fact that he was able to get himself out of such horrible situations when he was at USC was really intriguing. And like with Mac Jones, like he was just pr- pretty much thrust in there to play QB. Yeah, you know I mean because it was a competition, he was thrust in there. Like well, three weeks before the season, and he had the greatest season of Alabama quarterback has ever had. So, like, you know, what I'm saying it's 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 intangibles, man. It's, that's what it is. And also, to Sam had that Rose Bowl win against Penn State, I believe, in 2018, where that really rose his stock as well. Like, look at Mac; he won a national championship. And to me, the scariest thing about him was, or not about him, but with Alabama, is that he was their bridge guy when they're waiting for Bryce Young to start next year. So that just proves how good like Alabama's going to be on the top at the pinnacle of college football once again this year. The replacement guy. Exactly. And um, anyway, um, I don't think does anyone else have anything to say about Mac or do we just think look that like, I I if it were up to me I would be going Trey Lance or Justin Fields, but I think Mac is just the pick that like it's just, it's just the Kyle Shanahan pick. Because one thing I keep hearing, and I believe it, is that when he went there, I think he was banking on getting um, Kirk Cousins in free agency in 2018. But once they signed Jimmy Garoppolo, he kind of had to learn to exist with Jimmy. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think I'd be going in the direction of one of the other two. I get that, you know, your system might be more catered toward a Mac Jones type. But, and this is saying a lot, I think he's got – of all the quarterbacks, I think he – if you're picking him at three, I think he's got a lot of bust potential, even more than Wilson, which I know is a little bit of a hot take. Um, but I just think, you know, with Bama, you you just plug-and-play quarterback there, and they're just throwing – I mean, how many first-round weapons do they have on that offensive line? You know, on that offense, you know, offensive line, there's going to be a couple guys that probably go uh, – wide receivers, obviously – so and not and I hate to knock a guy for that for playing with a lot of uh, good guys and I know in practice he went up against you know a lot of future NFL dudes too, but I just think there's better options on the board. But I do agree that that's what they're gonna do. And at least more imaginative options like the the upside like yeah Mac Jones let's say he turns out good but like do you see him really being elite like you know what I mean like at any point in his career even like best case scenario do you ever see that happening? That's my thing. Like, that's that's a great point, Marky. My thing is, I think Mac Jones could be Jimmy Garoppolo potential. So it's like now you're back in square one, really. Like, it's like you know. I mean, I don't even. Me personally, I don't. I mean, I I I guess I'm a Jimmy G guy, but I don't really see why you're trying to replace him right now, anyway. But um, that's for a whole other conversation. But yeah, I just think Mac is just being taken too high. This is my this is my biggest thing. My ceiling for him is what Kirk Cousins was in Washington before he left for Minnesota. That's damn good, Griff. That's damn yeah. good. That's, that's damn good. I ain't gonna lie. That's yeah, yeah. That's pretty on the money. 
Yeah. yeah. That's, that's that good job, Griff. That's good. No problem. But anyway, moving on to pick number four, which is the Atlanta Falcons. You're up, Phil. Man, I've been I've been trying to think. I've literally because I remember you saying I had pick four. I've been trying to think all day. Like I just don't see like everyone's. There's a guy that people think that Atlanta's going to take here, and to me that it doesn't really make sense for Atlanta. Like it's just with other people down below wanting quarterbacks, wanting to make sure they get a quarterback. I just I foresee a trade here. I feel, I foresee someone coming up to four to get to get a quarterback or either get the the player that a lot of people have Atlanta picking. Um, I'm just trying to think of who I would say would trade up to get this player. Um, I mean, I've seen mock drafts where a certain team, uh, I don't know, this one's tough for me. Um, if you want to think about it for a second, that's fine. Uh, I, I'm going to go with this because I saw it on a mock. I mean, I'm kind of still, I'm not going to say that it's necessarily my idea, but I saw it and I think it does. I think I could see it happening because of what all the buzz I've seen. I think the Miami Dolphins trade back up to number four to take Kyle Pitts. That's what I think is going to happen. Um, Mel Kuyper actually has this on his one of his mocks, too, and I saw it. I mean, that's just what I'm going to go with because I think that someone's – like, I just don't think Atlanta needs to – Atlanta just needs to take picks and, and get their guy, whoever they're going to take, a little bit later. Um, I know it's Dolphins trading back up after trading three kind of makes – doesn't – you know, might make not make sense to other people, but – What? Yeah. <laughs> Phil. What? Phil. <laughs> It's I, it's not. Hey, I'm I'm just I, I'm just saying. Like I just don't see the Atlanta making their pick right here. And who else is gonna? I mean, hey, I, you do I, not. I don't. I don't think the Dolphins are gonna. I don't think it's gonna be the Dolphins. I don't know about that, but I I, I can definitely see someone trading for this pick. I can see that. This pick yeah. is gonna be very coveted. With with Fields and Lance on the board, uh, their their phone will be ringing off the hook. And at that point, it's going to be if they don't move it before tomorrow, or excuse me, by Thursday. Um, you know, I think it's going to be one of those things where they're getting calls nonstop about this pick. And uh, there's a few suspects that we all know who are uh, in the market for a quarterback. So yeah, and I think the Bron- I think I Broncos are another one I was looking at. I see I can see the Broncos trading up. Um, especially because I just feel like LA would want to make a move like that. Oh, yeah, um, he wants a good quarterback without spending money. Absolutely. <laughs> right. So, so I don't, I don't know. I'm, I mean, like I said, it's tough. It's honestly, a t- I mean, I'm just being honest on here. It's a tough pick for me. So I just, I just saw that and I trust Mel Kuyper. So I just thought maybe that would be a good pick there. But um, do you want to know the weirdest thing about Mel Kuyper I found out today through Todd McShay? Good. That Mel Kuyper likes to eat pizza, take the cheese off, and then put mashed potatoes on top of the crust. That is what? barbaric and disgusting. What? Burning hell for that. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. He also he also eats a, a slice of pumpkin pie each morning, and then a so Mel's like you know like those outlier people that like eat gross but are not like morbidly obese. Apparently that's Mel. Like he eats a slice of pumpkin pie every day. But he puts fat-free whipped cream on it to basically make it seem like, oh, hey, I'm being okay today. I don't eat that's like, like the that, people and, I'm, who go to... and I'm fat as hell. Like, what's going on? What's that's happening? like the people who go to Starbucks and get the almond milk, but then still get the whipped cream on top of their latte. <laughs> right. Like, why, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? <laughs> I'm glad you said that, because I hate that. <laughs> I, I, if, if you guys want to know, it's from uh, part of my take on Barstool. I just listened to because I... I was like, hey, Todd McShay interview, and then they were talking about that how Mel Kuyper takes the cheese off the pizza and then puts mashed potatoes on top of it. I'm like, that's double carb loading, and it's absolutely barbaric and disgusting. 
I'm out on that. That's oh. all I got. Yeah. yeah. Um. By, by the way, I think Kyle Pitts is the best player in this whole draft. Oh, 100%. He looks amazing. He really does. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I don't, like, I don't know. Like before, like before, I was like, this dude's a little bit overrated. But when you look inside of his numbers and you look at the amount of times he was thrown to, and you look at his yards per catch, and you look at how many catches he had. It's kind of nuts, man. Like just, just he was he wasn't thrown to as much as you think. Yeah, I mean that's what makes it so crazy. He's yeah, crazy. like I see some some of his film too. Like he's just making defensive backs look silly out there. Um, and then he can block on top of everything else. Like he's incredible. Exactly. Um, the only other picks I could see happening here is maybe Sewell if they really want to shore up their line. I can't see Atlanta going quarterback because they're locked into Matt Ryan for at least the next two years. And a surprise one to keep your eyes out for if Atlanta does stay at four is Jamar Chase, uh, especially with those Julio Jones rumors that started today with Peter King. Yeah, I saw those as well. So, Yeah, because uh, that wouldn't be a trade until uh, June 2nd. But if- short, long story short, Atlanta's in cap hell and needs to shed money. Um, I guess we'll, we'll, I don't want to mess up this whole draft thing. So I would just say that Atlanta takes Kyle Pitts, but I, don't, I just think they're going to trade it. But. Uh, we'll just say Atlanta. If I just I won't do trades right now because it's hard to predict that. I'll just say that Atlanta takes Kyle Pitts, but I just don't think that's going to happen. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so back to it. So just to clarify for the folks at home, uh, Phil has changed his mind. So instead of Miami moving back up from six to four, it's going to be Atlanta taking Kyle Pitts at number four from the University of Florida. Moving on to the fifth pick in the Cincinnati Bengals. Welcome for the first time making a pick tonight is Joe Provost. Joe, you're on the clock. Yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of rumors about a uh, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow uh, reunion in Cincy. I absolutely do not agree with that. I think you've got to go protect your most coveted asset. We saw, I mean, Burrow looked like Mahomes in the Super Bowl all, you know, in the games that he played this year, just running for his life. Um, I think they got to go get Sewell and sure up that O-line. I know that they signed Riley Reef. Um, and then I think what they're going to do because Reef actually wanted to stay in Minnesota and he told them that he'd be willing to switch positions, whether it be right tackle or move to the interior. Uh, and I think that's what they'll do if they go ahead and go get Sewell. I think they'll move Reef to the interior and, you know, there's so many weapons in this draft. They can wait, you know, they're going to be at the top end of the second round. There'll be some weapons there to, if they want to go uh, offense again to give Burrow some more options. But, yeah, Sewell's the pick for me, uh, hands down. I firmly agree with that. I Part of me thinks so. I don't know why. I think it's going to be Chase just because as Burrow has his input. But it's like, you know, we're all wrestling fans here. It's like how we say bitch about WWE booking where we say, what the logical thing to do is and what the Vince thing to do is. The logical thing, take Sewell. The Vince thing, take Chase. Chase is still a great player, but you need to protect your quarterback, your first I, overall quarterback. I have my doubts about Jamar Chase in general. Because as great as he was, and he was great, he hadn't played football in a year. You know what I mean? Like He's been chilling. I'm not sure. I saw it. He had, he had some underwhelming measurables, right? Yeah, like you know, you know what I'm saying. Like he's not. I don't. I don't know, man. Well, maybe we could just attribute it to that to him to him not being in game shape, I guess. But like, that's just that's to me. It's always concerning picking a guy who hadn't played football for a whole year. 
You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I think he's. I mean, I think he's still going to be solid. I just can't. I just can't wrap my head around letting your most coveted asset just take more beating. Like you've got to go protect the guy. I agree. Yeah, I agree as well. I, I agree too. You, like, let's like we said, you need to protect him, and we've seen how bad their line is so far. So you just have to go out there and get the protection for him. Um, but you know what? And especially because I think Cincinnati's going to have a. Like, I already think they'll be – I think they'll be somewhere in the top 15 picking next year, but I just – they're not a playoff team as of yet. I still think they need to fine-tune a couple things unless they surprise people. It's a tough division, too. Yeah, that's the thing, especially with Cleveland on the rise and you don't know what Pittsburgh and Baltimore are. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, guys, moving on to pick number six and the Miami Dolphins. Phil is once again on the clock. He is a lot in the top ten, but – It'll all even itself out down the road. Phil, what do you got for us? All right. So, I, like I said, I already thought that they were going to uh, trade up, you know, to get Kyle Pitts possibly. But they probably don't have – like, if Atlanta was to not end up taking – but I think that, the, like I said, Kyle Pitts just being there um, makes too much sense to, to pass on, on him if Atlanta's going to make the pick. Um, so, But I do think Miami goes offense here. So, now we're, now we're in the, the debate of which offensive player is the best. Is it Jamar Chase? Is it Devontae Smith? Is it Jalen uh, wow. Waddle? Um, I, I don't – I think – I don't know. Me personally, like I, me personally, I think Devontae Smith is the better pick. So, that's the pick I'm going to go with. This that might be surprising. Like, I know Jamar Chase is, like, probably higher is, – is higher on the board. Um, I see a lot of Max Mock saying Dolphins take Jamar Chase, but if you're taking the best receiver to me that can fit in an offense and can go, it's Devontae Smith to me. So I would have the Dolphins take Devontae Smith at six. Um, see, I, I, I'm not sure if that's I'm not sure that's gonna happen because uh, you know, he'll like Devontae Smith will be there. That's why you you're right. They might just trade this shit down. They might do that. Um, the one thing I'm gonna say quickly about the receivers is uh, between Chase. Waddle and Smith is. I think Smith is the best off-ball receiver. I think Chase is the most physical at the line, but Waddle's the fastest. And if it were me picking, I would have gone Waddle just because of speed. Like, look, we saw it last year where Henry Ruggs was the fastest, and he went. He was the first receiver off the board at twelve. Um, before we get to other thoughts, I actually, uh, as you guys know, my tweet. I said Big Rat was going to be here tonight, but he had something come up at the last minute, so he wasn't able to make it. And he actually sent me uh, excerpts for both of Miami's first-round picks. Uh, for the sixth overall pick, he wants either Pitts or Chase. He's fairly confident it's what Greer wants, but he thinks neither will probably be there. If Atlanta goes uh, quarterback, it opens up the door. And at six, he thinks they'll most likely be uh, Jalen Waddell because Sewell is unlikely. They ha- used a first-rounder last year on left tackle Austin Jackson and a second-round ra- second pick, uh, second pick me, on right tackle Robert Hunt. They also gave Eric Flowers $20 million guaranteed last summer to play left guard. They mainly need a center, even though they got Max Scura. And they need a wide receiver with a speed and yak ability very, very badly. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, if they're going to – and I know there was rumors about, you know, what they're going to do with Tua, but I think one of the Bama boys here, um, you know, already have a little bit of chemistry there with those guys. I think – I, I tend to agree. I don't think either of those guys will be here at this point. Um, so I think it's going to end up being one of the Bama wide receivers. That's just where I'm at. Eh. But <laughs> Chase is I the think, I just think the receivers, the receivers tend to never go the way everyone thinks they're going to go. Like it just that seems, is true. 
So it's like it just seems like 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 it just seems like some or and then the Eagles taking uh what's the guy's name? Uh, fuck, what's his name? No, don't uh, ask me. I don't care. <laughs> Come on, no, Marquee, you should I know. Saw the, I saw the clip today. Markeem's gonna kill me for this, but it was the clip of J- of uh Mike Zimmer reacting to them drafting Jalen Rager, and they're like, "All right, cool, we'll take Jefferson, who's uh, the first downloadable NFL character in the Fortnite, by the way, which has Juju punching the air." <laughs> Yeah, one thing real quick before we move on. I did see there was a report, and it, I mean, we all know reports about this time it could be smoke, it could be anything. Um, but the Dolphins apparently had come out and told a few people that, as far as the wide receivers go, if they do go that go exactly that route, like a lot of people think they will, if Pitts wasn't were to not be there, that um, they're automatically pegging anybody who sat out of 2020 down a couple notches. Oh, so wow. Might go. not be Jamar Chase. <laughs> no, that's uh, what I was no, that, that, that's really concerning though, like taking someone who hadn't played full contact football in a year. That's risky, man. I'm sorry. It just is. No, no, it's it's that's a very valid point. It's very, you know, it's like, you know, the other thing I'll say, too, though, is is if a team trades up to four to get a quarterback off of Atlanta, I have no – I think uh, Cincinnati rushes to the podium and drafts Kyle Pitts. But Cincinnati's the team, though, just going back to them, they're super conservative with their picks. They're just going to take who's the best available player off the board. Yeah. That's just tying – It's just, I, I know it's a little bit off topic, but it just – it ties all, uh, all like, four or five and six together because – uh, for me, pick four is really where shit gets kind of can go sideways, where it's like anything can happen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, guys, we're going to move on to pick number seven belonging to the Detroit Lions. And picking on behalf of the Detroit Lions, uh, sadly, is not Lions fan Joe Provost, even though I want his thoughts and opinions. But Markeem's got the pick, so we'll see where is Markeem going for the Detroit Lions. All right, so you picked Devontae Smith, right, right Phil? Yeah, I did, yeah. Uh, I then, I mean, I guess they'd probably go with Jamar Chase, I guess. But, like, I don't know. Like, do they want speed? Do they want speed with Jared Goff? If they want speed, then I guess go with Waddle. But then, I think there's hardly any debate at all they take a receiver here. I don't think there's any way. They don't take a receiver. So, you know what? I'll go with Jamar Chase. Why not? Let's do it. Yeah, I agree with that. I think based on how the board's gone, I definitely think they'll take best player available. And I do think at this point it is Chase, um, despite sitting out a year. Uh, if Sewell was on the board still, if somehow if the Bengals decided to go Sewell, I think the Lions would it'd be wise of them to protect or to sure up that O line. Goff is Goff at the end of the day is just going to be a bridge guy, in my opinion. Um, he couldn't get it done out in L.A. I don't think there's any chance. He, I mean, the tables just stack against him in Detroit. Um, I commend him for having a good attitude about coming from L.A. to Detroit. That's, <laughs> that's quite the downgrade. But he seems to be a good sport about it, probably better than I would be, despite living close to the area. Um, no, it's not really all that bad anymore. But, again, it's L.A. to Detroit. I mean, maybe he called up Blake Griffin and was like, hey, man, what am I getting myself into over here? <laughs> um, but that's, uh, that's where I'm at. I agree. I think it'll be Jamar Chase if things unfold the way that they have um, in our mock here. Yeah, I, I, I'm seeing a lot of Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle. Um, mm-hmm. But 
it just doesn't seem like a Lions pick to make the right pick. Does that make sense? Like, I don't. I mean, I know the Lions need they need receivers, uh, Joe, but like, so I think that's what they'll probably end up doing. I kind of agree with that as well. But like, I just feel like they need to like give you know give Jerry Goff a chance. You know, give him you know. Um, so they, I mean, they could trade down. I mean, I don't think anybody else is rushing to get Slater, but so they could if they if that was their their guy, they could they could probably trade down, but. I will say I am really hoping that they do trade down and just acquire a bunch of assets. Um, if this were if this were to how it's going to play out, hopefully there's a team that's like, oh my god, like we like Lance is still there. We believe in him. We got to go get him. We got to go get him. And then they overpay. So I think the Lions could be sitting pretty here with this number seven pick, and uh, they could be they could they could hold it hostage until somebody wants to pony up. Man, yeah, I think, I think that would be pretty. best for them. Yeah, <laughs> I think it would be best for them to trade. Um, like you said, Joe. Um, I heard some people saying they would take, they might would take a quarterback, and I would be like, that would be the most lions thing ever. Like that would be so. Dumb. I think the only quarterback that they would take, if you were to fall this far, and it's just not going to happen, would be Fields. But he's not going to fall this far. No, realistically, I don't think so. I part of me can see Detroit making a pick here, but I can also see. Brad Holmes stepping in and saying, you know what, we need to rebuild assets. My uh, Joe, you and I talked about this last week. My only concern is is who's really calling the shots in Detroit. Because I think there's going to be too many cooks in the kitchen with Rick Spielman, Rod Wood, Holmes, and Dan Campbell. So I feel like someone's got to take charge, which hopefully it should be Brad Holmes because he's the GM. But I, I just have a feeling like something like that could happen where, you know, you get too many people's different inputs going in on there, so they have to be confident on who exactly they're taking. Or, you know what, if they decide as a team, hey, let's move down and collect draft assets, because I believe they have four first-round picks in the next two years after this. Yeah, and that that's what I hope they do. They can really kind of jumpstart this, you know, once again, another kind of rebuild. It's definitely a rebuild. It's not a full, full, full-on rebuild. Like, they're not, like, awful but they're not they're not it's almost worse that they're not awful because you're kind of stuck in that in that middle a little bit like I'd I'd almost rather go 2 and 14 than be 6 and 10 7 and 9 amen that's that's and to me that's sports in general I would just rather be the worst or playoff yeah. team you know what I mean yep especially especially in football that's the one thing I've learned this year like Phil and I know firsthand New England finishing 7 and 9 wasn't fun like look you either we knew hey we should have either gone gone down bad for it all and be picking in the top five or you know what tried to make the playoff push unfortunately it didn't happen so this year you can tell they're truly truly trying to make the playoffs in new england just obviously an example because it's our team but you know what with any sport like you guys are right you'd rather be either at the very bottom at the very top instead of the middle because when you're in the middle it's kind of like it's basically like this there's heaven there's hell and then there's purgatory i'd rather be in yep. hell than purgatory yeah i think yeah, and I and I I don't disagree with what you're saying. What you guys are saying, but I will say this: like it depends on like the team too. Like I, obviously, I don't want to be stuck in pur- like I, I agree with what you're saying. I wouldn't want to be in purgatory when the team's like constantly like a constantly six and ten team is would be miserable. I'm not saying that, but like at the same time, if I, my team like last year, like I it, I assume that the team's going to you know improve to you know two, three, or four uh, four wins. So it's like that's where it's like I'm okay. Like. I don't want my team to suck. So if I know my team is can make strides to get better, then I'm okay with a season like that. But yeah, I don't want to stay in there. Like another seven nine season, like kill me now. <laughs> you know. But if I know they're gonna get, you know, they're striding to, to make moves and make better, then yeah, you know, I definitely yeah. don't want to be two and ten though, <laughs> or whatever. You know, obviously not two and ten. 
Well, anyway, guys, moving on quickly to team number eight. It's the it's uh let's see who's picking for number eight. Oh, that would be me. I'm back up, and uh, I'm gonna do a trade. You know what? I'm doing a trade. Uh, Phil, you are no longer picking for the Pats at fifteen. Oh, that would be me. You're picking for Carolina now because <laughs> this is where I think New England can move up, where they're not giving everything up. They can only maybe you know what I could see a trade happening where we give up uh, fifteen. A first rounder next year, and Gilmore because obviously Phil, we know the Gilmore contract situation is a little bit ugly, and Carolina does need some help on the back end with Jeremy Chin. So I can see a trade like that happening, and so we still have forty six, and with that at number eight overall trading up, New England will select Trey Lance. I like it. I'd rather have Justin Fields to be honest, <laughs> and, I, and I've not been a Justin Fields guy. Um, but Trey Lance, I just, I don't, Carson Wentz, another example, like these North Dakota State guys are great until they get in the NFL and then they're like, they, you know, he's a project, man. That's project. why I'm taking Lance is because look, he, there's no pressure for him to come in and start immediately. I feel like with Fields, he's going to want to get on the field sooner than later. It's like a Justin Herbert situation. You know what, where, Hey, um, Tyrod, let's say Dr. Needle doesn't happen. Tyrod plays a few games, they realize he's not the guy that Herbert goes in. Or even like what happened with Fitz and Tua. With Lance, I feel like he can sit and learn, and then the Patriots can see what they have, because then they would have Cam, Stidham, and then um, Trey Lance. That's why I think, just because like we were talking about earlier, Trey Lance, I feel like, can be a very, a very good quarterback in this league. Realistically, what do you think the Pats are going to have to get give up to go to move up like that? Either two se- – I, I, I'm going to make a I make a comparison trade. So the Buffalo Bills in 2018 traded with Tampa Bay to go up and get Josh Allen. They only had to give up two second-round picks. I could see New England moving up to like seven, eight, or nine, depending on whatever the fuck Denver wants to do, and give up two seconds. I think if they ha- want to move up anywhere past uh, even seven, I feel like Detroit's going to want two firsts, but – Atlanta, I would love to see them get to four, but I think you're going to have to pay an aggressive price, and Bill's not going to do that. So unless Bill manages to finesse Terry Fontenot, I feel like, hey, maybe two firsts of Gilmore or two seconds can get the job done. I also think, like, I, don't, I guess it's the Pats fan in me, but I'm all, all this talk, all this talk about trades, and I feel like New England's going to end up trading down <laughs> and get a quarterback in the second round. I just would not be surprised if that happened, but I'm hoping I'm. Just you know, try. I'm overthinking it, but Phil, go uh, watch the Davis Mills film and uh, tell me what you think. Nah, the cover is the cupboard is bare after these dudes in the first round. There's no. What do you, th- uh, Marquine, Real quick, I know this is kind of off, but like I've heard some things. What do you think of, of Kellen Mund? What I don't heard? think I don't think he's an NFL player. <laughs> I think it, I think his his, like his, his uh, like thing, yeah right? his uh his destiny is holding a clipboard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like none of these. After we get out this first round, none of these dudes worth talking about. Yeah, I don't think. That, I, and I know a lot of people are high on Kyle Trask, and I mean, I think Tony and Pitts made him look like really good. Yeah, like he's 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 gonna be a hell of an accountant, but he's not an NFL. You know what I mean? He's just not he's not an NFL player. I'll... Like 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 all these first round dudes, I think have potential to be good. Some great. But I think after that, I think all these, I think all of them are gonna be bad. All of them after that. Yeah, you know what? I don't think Mark this word went with when Kellen went, went, went Kellen one's a, like Hall of Famer. 
<laughs> the only person who thinks Kellen Mond's a Hall of Famer is Chris Sims. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, no, it's like, Marking's not wrong, wrong in his assessment. I'm just saying, like, this is when it ends up coming back to, like, Kyle Trask is a, wins three Super Bowls or something. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that, that, hey, you never know, but that, that'd be hilarious. I'm not going to laugh. It would be. Uh, well, anyway, guys, we're going to move on right now to pick number nine. And uh, Joe Provost, you're on the clock with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, so I'm. I kind of think I get the vibe that Denver's kind of already giving up on not fully giving up, but um, kind of not content with the development of Drew Locke. I I think they'll wait it out one more year, realizing maybe you know with the top the top QBs off the board already at this position. You know, I could see them, you know, if there's somebody here that somebody wants to come get, I could see them trading down too and just trying to stack some picks. Um, but with all that being said, a guy that I've gotten to watch for a couple of years now, and he's good, and it just kind of fits that Denver defense mold. I think they definitely, in this position, would go uh, with Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State. Um, dude is fast. He's got that lateral sideline to sideline speed. Uh, he's great blitzer stuff to run. He's just kind of a do it all linebacker. And, uh, I like him quite a bit. Yeah. So with Von Miller getting older, he, he's, he's very quarterbacky on defense. I can definitely see them doing that. Absolutely. Yeah, like, you, like, you, like you saw him at Penn state, he was definitely like, you know, a lot of adjustments lining up, even on the line at times. He's really good. I like him too. Yeah. And they'll, uh, he'll get it, I think the exciting and appealing thing about him is they can bring him in and he'll get to learn from one of the best right out, right out the gate. That's yep. true. Yep. Yep. That's a good point. Because even last year too, at Denver's defense, like obviously they didn't have the best record. I think they were what, six and 10. Like they, their defense still kept them in a lot of games. Yeah. And I mean, if you're, you know, if your offense, if you're not, if you're not ready to go, kind of go get it right now, just keep building. I mean, they're not they're not beating Kansas City. I don't, you know, and Oakland, Oakland, I think is kind of going in the right direction. I think they are not. I'm never going to just pull out commit to saying that, but I think they're going in the right direction. Um, and you know, with the bell cow running back that they've got there, and then you know the matchup nightmares that Kansas City presents, I just think this is the direction that they'd go. Especially with Fangio under the helmet, head coach. Yep, exactly. Uh, anybody have anything else to add of Denver or? Nah, that's a good ass pick. Yeah, I actually, actually, yeah, nah, there's nothing I can say about that. Um, the only thing I say is like that means that Justin Fields is still available, and now it's gonna be where, where does he go? Because <laughs> that's gonna be interesting now. Exactly, but um, anyway, yeah. moving on to pick number ten, picking for his rival Dallas Cowboys. You're up, Markeem. All right, uh, this one is a bit difficult because you can do a bunch of different things here. Um, I'm not sure because you know they'll be re- they'll be relatively healthy this year. Relatively, you would think. Um, they need defense. I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, so with cornerback, thanks better. <laughs> you, you know what? You know what? No. You know what? No. Um. Hmm. Anybody pick Slater yet? I might go Slater here. I might go. Uh, I, 
Off his lawn? No, they yeah, haven't. yeah, yeah. Let's let's go Slater here, man. You know, because <laughs> I mean, Dak just came off a debilitating injury because you know they struggle protecting him at times. That offensive line that used to be a wall is getting a lot older. Yeah, let's 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 do it. Let's do it. Why not? Let's do it. I just love it. Why not? Let's do it. Yeah, but it that it's hard because like, what do they? What are they in dire need of? Like dire need. Like, what do you need right now if you're a Cowboy fan? Uh, defense. You need corner. Yeah, a lot. I've seen cornerback a lot. Yeah, but like, you trust any of these dudes right here? Any of them? Basie Horn, son. I was about to say. <laughs> um, I trust him. I definitely. I think, do. I think Sertan is the more reasonable pick because they need secondary. But man, J.C. Horn is gonna be good in this league. Like I know a lot of teams want him, but I I can't see him making it past the teens. I wouldn't know. I didn't watch a down of Gamecock football this year because why would I do that to myself? <laughs> well, he well, did. He, he sat out sat most of the year, so. Oh well, there you go. See, yeah. there you go. He he couldn't watch a down of Gamecocks football, <laughs> so I, I I got it. I understand. I can't exactly blame him. But. <laughs> it's all good anyway. Markeem going with Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. Moving on to pick number 11, another rival of Markeem. So this time, Phil's going to be making the pick for the New York Giants. All right, so uh, who's – oh, yeah, yeah, let's see. I'm pretty sure I, I know who they're taking. Um, but because of the, our draft and how it's worked, there's um, – I would say normally it's probably going to – the the selection would be Jalen Waddle, but because Jamar Chase is still available, I feel like that's – it's not going to happen. I don't think Jamar Chase is – I mean – it just happens to work the way we, um, but he's the best available. And I, I just, I can't imagine. Some, uh, Markeem, I'm sorry to cut you off. Markeem, yeah. yeah, I picked Chase. What? Yeah, I picked Chase. went seven to Detroit in our mock draft. Oh, that's right. You did. My bad. Okay. Never mind. So yeah, then it's Jalen Waddle. The Giants select Jalen Waddle. That's a pick. I know, I know Giants fans that are probably going to be listening to this right now, or even in general, I've seen on Twitter who want Jalen Waddle if he's there. Personally, I think they should try to go Slater if he's there, or even you know a beef up their defense. But I I can see them going at Gettleman. I can't see him passing on Waddle if Waddle's available. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, pretty much agree. Yeah, like the Giants are in that weird position right now where I think this year is a make it or break it year for Gettleman and Jones because if, I think if Jones isn't good, then the Giants are. Entering the quarterback conversation, but you know what? If Jones sets the world on fire, then Giants have their guy. If he limits turnovers, I don't think that dude's that bad. Just, just, just stop turning the ball over. That's my thing. He doesn't even have. He can be like a league average when it comes to passing yards and touchdowns. Limit your fumbles. Limit your interceptions. Be consistent with that and with like keeping the ball. And you'll, I think he'll stay. Yeah, it's just I, I know that they. It's just tough for me, like, Waddle's tough to pass there. But with that being said, I do kind of agree, too, with kind of building in some other areas. Um, you know, they just signed Kenny Galladay. Uh, they've got they've got other weapons there, too, between uh, – I'm drawing a blank. Uh, who's their other wide receivers? They got Shepard still. Who looks like Marcus Stroman. Uh, they have Darius Slayton. <laughs> yeah. I think they're still a Dante Pettis, don't they? And Ingram at tight end. Oh, hands of stone, Ingram. 
<laughs> maybe maybe he develops a little bit, but you get what I'm saying. I think yeah. you know, I, I definitely see the appeal of just going and get, you know, a guy like Waddle there. Oh, and they added uh, Rudolph. Yeah. And I could de- but I could definitely see them, you know, going either best offensive line or maybe best uh defensive line. Can I also say one other quick thing about the Giants? I fully expect uh Saquon Barkley to bounce back and have a good year in twenty twenty one. Oh yeah, yeah come, he's a, comeback he's a player of the year. Yeah, I think comeback. Yeah, I think there's a very good chance he wins comeback player of the year. If anybody can come back from an ACL, I mean, like that, outside of like you know Adrian Peterson, he's got like that build. Yeah, he honestly does. Yeah, Joe Joe saw him in college. He saw what he did to the. <laughs> he saw. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that, oh, was that, Don, that was that Don Brown scheme lining up our middle linebacker out on an island when they motioned him out. And then it's just like, you knew it was over. Like, you knew it was over. It's like, come on. That's your scheme? Um, it's, it's, that, yeah, well, I have no comment on that because I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to comment on that. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> we're going to move on to Marquim's team, the Philadelphia Eagles, picking at 12. It's, um, I got this pick. And I'm going to be taking Quiddy Pay defensive edge out of Michigan. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. that's fine. Whatever. He said, okay, that's fine. Like, you know, it's the, like, this team, this team needs everything. Everything. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> the worst, like, I'm telling y'all, it's the worst team in football. I, I'm so bad next year. Honestly, with this, with this, the way our draft is done, Justin Fields <laughs> equals Oh, he's still on the board, ain't he's he? Still on the board. <laughs> and our I, would, you know, I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't be mad at that at all. It's, it's not gonna happen. But I no, he's not gonna be there. Yeah, that's the only thing. It's like our. It just happened to be where that way we we're picking. But no, I just. I think he's only on the board still because like, uh, we've just we're. I think we're looking at more positional need for a lot of these teams. Like, for example, like I know there's all the rumors with Miami and Philly. Like, oh hey. They could have gone quarterback, but I think that Miami and Philly are good on both their guys, considering they both traded back. I know Miami traded up, but the fact that the Eagles moved down six and that the my, the Dolphins originally moved nine slots down, I think both teams are going to be uh, – Tua and uh, Hertz will be starting for them in 2021. Oh, now I can most definitely see Justin Fields chilling and waiting to get picked like an Aaron Rodgers type situation. I could definitely see that happening. Let's not get it twisted. I can definitely see that happening. Well, I mean, wait, Griff, you – and then Charlie you Cassidy really, will have the best mock draft in the world. You really think if the Patriots moved up, it'd be for in Lance, like theoretically, Lance and Fields are on the board. They're going, they're going Lance. Yeah, I can't. I just can't imagine that. I can't, I, can't, I I just I don't know. I just I was just picking Lance. You, you think Belichick wants a project? You think he's gonna do that? <laughs> I don't know about that, man. That's the thing though. Like I could see them going either. I just picked Lance just because I thought. Look, New England was at its pro days. I know that I, – I actually think it was Josh McDaniels went to his pro day. I don't know if Belichick or McDaniels were at either of uh, Fields' pro days. That's why I made the pick. I know uh, I know Elliot Wolf was at – like who's one of our top executives was at Fields' pro day, though. So, like, like that's the reason why I went Lance is because, like, McDaniels saw him firsthand. Like, the upside is definitely higher with Lance, though. But I just can't – I can't. I yeah. can't see it. I can't see Belichick like, I'm going to work on you. Nah, no. Can, can I say something about the quarterbacks, though, as a whole? I don't huh. keep asking that. It's my podcast. But I was watching the movie Draft Day yesterday with Kevin Costner, 
And I remember there was the highly touted Bo Callahan got, he didn't go first and then he slid down. I think if Mac Jones is not picked at three, I can't see him going until after double digits. Unless yeah, he might be chilling. Yeah, he might yeah, be chilling. I think if he doesn't go at three, he's 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 the one doing an Aaron Rodgers. I think Fields and Lance, people are moving up to get. I also say this with San Francisco. I think it is either Lance or Jones. I don't think Fields would be going to San Francisco. Yeah, but that was the, the whole thing. Like when I was saying, like if they were if they're pulling wool over eyes, that's the only way that Fields ends up going there. I can see I can see Lance falling truthfully, but I, I know a lot of people have fallen in love with him. But I can see if if people decide to, it's just one of the one of the two. I think Fields or or Lance, and I just it just to me it would make more sense for Lance to fall, um, just because of Fields uh, being more of the like flashy pick, I guess. Exactly. But uh, anyway, we're just gonna keep this uh, show going and moving on to pick number thirteen in the L.A. Chargers. We got Joe back up to pick for Los Angeles. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, kind of similar, you know, Herbert obviously had a better offensive line than uh, he got to benefit from, you know, being in a better system, better offensive line um, in front of him, as opposed to his counterpart, Burrow. Um, I do think that the Chargers, they're, I mean, at this point, they're going to take best player available. And, man, I think... uh, Tough. I think they're either going to go O line or they're going to go defensive back. And so if they, ugh, this is a tough one for me. I think, yeah. I think, I think that JC Horn might come off the board. That's who I'm going to go with. I think they're going to go corner and uh, start building that defense here a little bit. And also someone to have their back back in there too with Chris Harris and also in case Derwin James is not healthy again for 2021. Obviously coming off the Achilles. The only other pick I could see them going here with, if they did go O-line, and Marquine can attest to this, is uh, Christian Darasaw. Oh, he was the best player on our team last year. We should tell you all you need to know about our team last year. Yeah, I was about to say, that's like, <laughs> that comes with like a tone of depression. <laughs> no, he, he's great. I, I like him a lot. That's my guy, but he, he's, he was the best player on our team last year. <laughs> oh, it was rough. But, um... Is, is is Patrick Sertan still on the board? Yes. Yeah. All right. Does anybody have anything to say about Horn going to LA though? Nah, no. Nope. That's what I mean. Best corner, and you know, arguably. Yeah. It's him or it's him or Sertan. Him or Sertan, yeah. Uh, you know, Sertan, yeah. I I just think that I just think that's what they, I think that's what they would do here. All right, and um, anyway, moving on next to pick number 14. It's me once again um, with the Minnesota Vikings. And at 14, going to the Vikings, I am going with Patrick Sertan in this spot here. I think the Vikings, we saw last year they could use they could use the help on O-line as well, but I think they can get that in rounds two to three. I think when it comes to corner depth, you should go in the first round because also to uh, Harrison Smith getting up there in age, and I'm blanking on who else they got back there, but I know that their defense needs work, and – this is the kind of player you want, especially with a defensive-minded head coach. All right. I, I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm Sir Tan of it. What can I say? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, we're done. Got it. <laughs> I was kidding. That was good. I had to throw it in there. Oh, I had to. But anyway, moving on to 15 now. We have Phil picking for the Carolina Panthers as I traded uh, with up, as I had New England trade up with Carolina. Yeah, now I'm trying to. 
Yeah, I <laughs> did not expect the, the the Panthers to beat. It's just odd for the Panthers to not pick in the top ten. There's like nobody that they need left. Um, and I can't see. I mean, corners could go go on a run, but like the next corner is like way below. So like to me, that would make them trade down, and I don't really have a clue who they would trade down with. Um. Yeah, it's, this one's tough. What wide receivers we got left? Uh, wide receivers, there's yeah, no one's going that high. <laughs> all the big, um, all the big three are gone off the board. We had Waddle of the Giants, uh, Smith of the Dolphins, and then Chase okay. went to uh, Detroit. Yep. I mean, they really. I mean, every, all the mocks that I've seen, like they Carolina needs if they're not going to go, you know, shock the world, they 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 need a cornerback. But the next best cornerback is Caleb Farley. So it'd be a reach. Ain't, ain't, ain't no damn way. <laughs> is he not good? I was going to ask Marquise. He's just kidding. injury prone. Yeah, yeah. And did no one's going to pick him this high. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, I mean, at 15, like, I just, I don't know. Um, what about, like, offensive line for, I just you don't, know, protect I mean, Arnold? that's a, best available is Rashawn Slater right now. I just don't think they need offensive line. Uh, no, we had Slater got picked. Did Slater get picked? Yeah, Slater went to Dallas. So it'd probably be... Like either yeah. that dude from I, UFC or uh, Derisaw. Yeah, Vera Tucker's a monster. That was the other guy I had in mind for the Vikings, by the way, but I Sertan's too good to pass on. You want to go with my boy Phil? You gonna go with my boy? <laughs> I think. I mean, I just that's no like I've not seen anything for offensive line for Carolina, so. Um, I mean, you you should have because they definitely need that. I guess I'm gonna. I guess I'll go with the best offensive lineman left on the board. I guess I'll uh, that I see. I'll go with the um Vera Tucker guy offensive line, Elijah uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, O line. All good. The guy's an animal, and you know what? If whoever's back there, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Sam Darnold. It's good to. Uh, Get him some protection. But anyway, moving on next, uh, Arizona Cardinals, Markeem, you're up. Jesus Christ. All right, now y'all left me with the cover just completely bare. Let me see what's left. <laughs> That's what I what, felt. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, my God. Uh, hmm. You know what? What's that boy from uh, from Tulsa? Uh, Tevin Jenkins. That's his name? Yeah. No, no, not him. No. Oh, Zayvon uh, Collins. Zayvon. Yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. The the linebacker Collins. dude. Yeah. Let's go with him. Let's go, linebacker. That's right. Dang. That's right. We're getting wild. That's right. I was gonna say that most back, most picks I see him way down there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let's let's go. Well, I mean, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Like, clearly they can't stop anybody. We know this, right? So like, I feel like you know, go with aggression. We, you know what I'm saying? Go with aggression. If they keep this pick, they'll go. They'll go with aggression. Nobody's more aggressive than uh, the Tulsa defense in general, because all they do is blitz. Is why they gave up so many big plays. And go with the best player on the defense. Let's do it. There you go. I like the sounds of that. But anyway, now we're in the second half of the draft. Picking at number seventeen is the Las Vegas Raiders, and making that pick for YWC Football Talk mock is Joe. Yeah. So. Obviously, if this is how it all played out, I think it would get, like, obviously this is wild, but I think 
with all the Yo, has anybody picked Justin that. Fields yet? No, this no one has. Justin Fields, no. This, is, this is where obviously Justin Fields, I mean, he's never going to fall to 17, let's be honest. But for the sake of myself, I can't, if I'm, you know, I can't pass on Justin Fields here. So we'll peg him here just to get him off the board. Otherwise, they're definitely going offensive line. Definitely. I, I, I like, I think. But I mean, I thought about uh, Justin Fields with Carolina, but I was just like, no, I don't think. Yeah, no. Yeah. So we'll get Justin Fields off the board here. He'll sit a year behind Carr before Gruden kicks him to the curb, and then and then we're rocking. <laughs> you know, can I say something about the Raiders? I'm, actually, I'm, I'm gonna stop saying that. It's just my Canadian in me. The Raiders, I think, are a very underrated team that could potentially move up into the top ten. Yeah, to they've do, got to the assets what, to go get it. Quarterback. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I, if someone I mean, starts falling, I can see. Because let's be honest, I, I I was watching an old NFL draft history on YouTube, and I miss Mike Mayock doing analysis. I don't think he has any control. I think he's just the guy that's there. By the, Gruden's the puppet master in this whole operation. Yeah, I I mean, could you imagine like Justin Fields, Josh Jacobs back uh, backfield? Man, Josh Jacobs is gonna be so bad from a fantasy perspective because they brought in Kenyon Drake. Yeah, they. Uh, that's why I think that they're like in all reality, like this thing got a little bit like twisted, which is realistic in its own in, in its own sense. But uh, that's why I think that they'd go offensive line because they just that Gruden smash mouth style. They like. You have Kenyon Drake and Josh Day. They're just going to want to just run it down people's throats. I'll tell you what, honestly. And then op- open that play action up. I just was looking through and, and like, see the teams that were, that were next. If Justin Fields falls to 17, the Bears are trading up for him. <laughs> like, they're there not were, passing on another guy. That, like, yeah, it would it would have already happened, for sure. Yeah, Bears would have traded. I mean, that's obviously at this point where, like, we're not – I mean, trading, it, it's really hard to predict, and, and it complicates things. So, so I get that while we're not doing – I just was I was just looking at the Bears, and I'm like, if he's falling out of the top ten, the Bears are there, and they're giving the house one. So just to throw – I just want to throw that out there. Obviously, in our – you know, like I said, it's hard to, to pick that, but I saw the Bears down there. I was like, they're not going to let, like, a Mahomes – I mean, I'm not, not saying Justin Fields Mahomes, but they're going to look at him like that. They're going to be like, oh, no, we can't do this again. And so, You know I what? I can't believe they did all that for Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky. What? Oh, now, nah, he's the a permanent. He should have been a permanent clipboard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's absolutely. going to be this year. But uh, <laughs> just moving, moving on to 18 now. Uh, Miami Dolphins making their second pick, and uh, Markeem, you're up. I'm going with Najee Harris, man. I think that's uh, pretty obvious. I think yeah. he's the only running back going in the first round. I oh. think he's uh, explosive as fuck. And uh, obviously, you know, the Bama connection with Tua. Um, yeah, Najee Harris is pretty is the pretty easy pick here. I'm just going to – I just got to go in quickly because, like I said, this is Miami Dolphins, so I have to uh, – go with the big round analysis from the DMs. He also said, um, here's a crazy stat for you. They all had less than 80 total yards after the catch all seasons from their past catchers. I think he's referring to Waddle and uh, Pitts or Chase. But with 18, the Dolphins, he says, they need another edge player after sending Lawson to Houston. They expect Andrew Van Ginkle to play most of Kyle Van Noy's snaps. 
He thinks Pay is the rusher they prefer. He can defend the edge well and play defensive tackle. Needed, you need edge guys who are versatile in this scheme. As you know, they don't really like super one-dimensional speed rushers uh, who can who get past the quarterback. If he's gone, I'd say um, Asai. I think you mean I don't know what you mean. Oh, I think you mean you know Karmara, as well as Landon Dickerson. A bit of a reach since it's O line at spot they desperately need at center. Uh, he could be wrong, but I don't see. He doesn't see Najee at eighteen, but he thinks that if uh, he's there at thirty-six run that ticket in as soon as possible. He just doesn't think it, they do it here, given Greer's history and given how they've invested so little in the running backs during the Greer-Flores era. Okay. Um, another pick I could see here is maybe defense, but also I'm going to say something, too, with the offensive lineman and center. I th- For as good as Len Dickerson is, and I know he's coming off the ACL, I think Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma has a higher ceiling than Dickerson in the NFL. I mean, you could be right. I don't know. <laughs> you could be right. That's just me. It's, it's, it's hard to tell with these linemen, man. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. No, no, no. You're right, though. It is hard to tell. They they, they all look a, a lot. Well, the ones that are really, like, the top-level, like, prospects, they all look incredible. I thought Robert Gallery would be one of the greatest offensive linemen of all time. We saw how that turned out. It's hard what? to tell. You know, who is that guy taken in uh, 1980? I'm going to search the name up because it's going to – Eat at me, and you know what? I gotta do research on this stuff. But the 1989 NFL draft, where Troy Aikman went number one overall, but then Tony Mandarich from Michigan State went second. <laughs> Remember, he was billed as the next one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you want to know? I gotta say something with these picks, though. From 1989, so the top five after him was Barry Sanders, Derek Thomas, and Deion Sanders. That's crazy. That's All three insane. of them are in the Hall of Fame. Mandarich played for. Until 1998 for uh, the Green Bay Packers and the uh, Indianapolis Colts, and he only started 63 of the 86 games that he played. He was like the Darko of the NFL. Exactly. <laughs> Both have to do with Michigan, but with um, with uh, not pick number 19, it's the Washington Football Team. I'm picking for them. And for Washington, I'm going to be going with uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa from Notre Dame, the linebacker. I know Washington has a stud defense already. I think, look, if you can just add some depth into that, and also, too, with Ryan Kerrigan getting up there in age, I think it's a pick that could help very well when it comes to either playing that, depending on what kind of scheme they want to run, or also, too, for someone to come off the edge, I think it would be a very good fit. Because also, too, the one player I see him comparable to is uh, Darius Leonard, actually. So we'll see what happens. But he won the Buckus Award, and I think he can help bolster an already stacked defense. Yeah, I like yeah, he him. Was the one, he was the one dude. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say quickly, it reminds me kind of like of Jacksonville when they were kind of on that right trajectory, and they were just they were just loading up that defense. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he was the one guy that gave a shit for Notre Dame's defense. So, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's rock with it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, anyways, moving into the 20s now and picking for the famous Chicago Bears. Nightmare 10, once again, you're up. Well, like I said, once again, the fact that the Bears will not be here at 20. They need a quarterback desperately. Who is the Bears quarterback? I'll just ask myself, is it Foles? Andy Dalton. Oh, right, right. Andy Dalton, I totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah so i mean obviously in our draft they're not getting a quarterback which is you know it's crazy to think but um i mean you got Andy dalton i guess you need to protect him so i'm gonna go o-line 
Um, and the best guy I see on here um, is Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. I that that's the one dude that I'm in terms of these offensive linemen I'm concerned about. That that that's the guy. I'm just like you know more about that than I do. So. No, I'm just, I'm just saying I've seen, uh, him, I've seen him get blown up too much, man. Uh, is leather Leatherwood still available? He is, but I feel like Leatherwood's gonna go probably the early second round. Interesting. That's just me though. Yeah, I haven't seen him in first any first rounds. Well, anyway, uh, moving on to picks twenty one and twenty two. I only say that because why, Markeem, you got both of them. Oh, fuck. All right, so, um, <laughs> yeah, 21 Colts. is the Indianapolis Colts, and then 22 is the Tennessee Titans. You know what? Let, let, let's get wacky real quick. Let's get wacky. All right. So, the Colts, right? I think they're going to try and get weapons around Carson Wentz. Um, even though there isn't anything that dynamic left. Uh, who is the best of ever? Is Rondell Moore still on the board? Let's go Rondell Moore to the Indianapolis Colts. Why the fuck not? Why why not? Let's uh let's just get Carson Wentz as many weapons as possible. Let's let's do that. You know what? I like the pick, and especially too, because you don't know what you're gonna get out of. We'll see if Michael Pittman Jr. can take a second year leap, and also too what Zach Pasco can be. But also with T.Y. Hilton getting up there in age, I feel like Rondell Moore is a very good option, especially to have as a wide receiver three. Yep. And as far as the fucking Titans go, uh, they need to defend. They need defense. Um, corner in general. So let's see. Uh, is anyone? There's uh, Greg Newsom the second. No. He <laughs> said no. Um, Greg Newsom's good. It's just he's got the injury concerns as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I guess I'll go with my boy Caleb Farley and just keep him away from anyone bigger than him. <laughs> don't, don't, don't line him up man-to-man with anyone bigger than him. But yeah, Caleb Farley, let's do it. All right, all right. And, 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 and I'm not saying that because of the matchup concern. I'm saying that because he'll get bullied and get hurt. That's what I'm saying yeah. now. He'll but that's the thing. Break something. Man, Tennessee's – um, Danny started saying this on this podcast, and I'm starting to think more of it and can agree with it. I would not be shocked if Tennessee took a couple steps back and you saw a regression year out of Tannehill just because of Arthur Smith being gone. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, th- I think Tannehill is um, he's good, man. I, I'm saying it's going to happen. I think if they, I think if they just stick to their identity, the balance they have on offense, I think Tannehill, I think this is who he is now. He did lose two weapons, too, though. Don't forget. That, that, that's fine. That's fine. But they still got A.J. Brown, and they still got Derrick Henry. Um, anyway, moving on next, 23 and 24, is the Jets and the Steelers. And, Joe, you're responsible for both of the picks, my man. Yeah, so the Jets need everything. Um, I think that even though I know they went out and got that uh, Carl Lawson, I think that uh, it's tough. I still think that they could go linebacker because I know he – He's kind of like that 3-4 outside, can put his hand in the dirt too. Um, but I think that they go Davis, linebacker from Kentucky. Uh, I've seen some – this kid's got like crazy high upside. His, he's always around the ball. Um, doesn't miss a lot of tackles. Just kind of seems like a solid dude. So I think that's who the Jets would go there. If you guys want to discuss that or oh, – I, I, no, I got nothing there. I, I didn't see yeah, a down of Kentucky football this year. Not a doubt. 
you know what? Well, I haven't seen any Kentucky football. I've heard a lot about Jameen Davis. Like, the kid's going to be good no matter where he ends up in the NFL. But I think Jet fans here would want an edge rusher, though, over a linebacker. That's just a fan perspective, but I, I do like the pick. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And then I think this is where I th- – and then the Steelers. I think things get a little bit little bit weird here. I know they they went out and got – last year they went and got Anthony McFarlane. I know some a lot of people, you know, running backs kind of depreciating, but I think that they mix things up here and go get Travis Etienne. Great pick. I was thinking the exact same thing, Joe. I think because earlier I was going to say Markeem said he that he thought that uh, Najee Harris is the only running back going to go. Travis Etienne is going to go, and I still I think Najee's not. I do think Najee is better, um, but I think I think Etienne is up there. I still the first by. round. I think ETN will be the best running back out of this draft class. I'll still stand by that. And uh, that's coming. Najee, Najee is just, and it's not a knock on ETN. Najee is just different. Najee is kind of like if you mix Mark Henry and Derrick Henry. Mark. <laughs> Mark. Mark, <laughs> Mark Ingram. What? Oh, like, if you mix Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry, excuse me. Mark Henry. Yeah. <laughs> very, very different running back. Somebody's going to get the... You know what that is? That, that's Jerome Bettis. If we're doing that, it's Jerome Bettis. <laughs> oh. 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 That's funny. It's only Monday. It's already been a long week. Um, <laughs> oh. But, no, I like both picks. And uh, moving up now, we have pick 25. The Jacksonville Jaguars via the L.A. Rams. Markeem, you got this one. Ah, okay, so if I'm Jacksonville, uh, this is like, you know, a rebuilding, obviously, situation. Who is the best player available? It doesn't matter. That's who we're taking. Who's best available? Best available. That's who we're taking. Um, you know, you know, you know, let's go, uh, let's go homeboy from Washington. That fat dude, what's his name? Levi, um... What's his name? O- Oni, own something, something. Yeah, I can't see it. Oni R- R- Rizuki, Rizuki. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. can't say it. That's yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's go with him, man. Let's go with him. Only because he's like one of the last dudes that I know I've seen before. So we're getting, oh, <laughs> we're getting down to. <laughs> I have the per- I have the correct pronunciation. Uh, Levi Amuzurike. Oh, there you right. go. Cool. There you go, Chris. I think he goes by something else, though. I don't think he goes by that. Oh, okay. But, no, I like the pick. Look, they need someone up there. Another player I would have liked to see them grab is uh, even Aziz Ojolari from uh, Georgia. Just like a defensive edge. You know, they, they need yeah. defense. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about him. That's all good. It's just That's just uh, where my mind kind of went to first when I thought of that. Because I'm like, hey, what does this team need more than anything? And that's uh, defense. I'm not going to change my mind. But, yeah, yeah, that, I didn't think about that. All good, man. It's all good. And I'm moving up to pick 26, and I, is the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to go with Aziz Ojolari here from the defensive edge from Georgia. Look, Cleveland's a good football team. I know they signed Clowney, but if you can get depth, and especially, too, um, Cleveland runs that Seattle 3-4 defensive scheme with Joe Woods that, like, was picked up with San Francisco. Like, I feel like that Seattle defense has run so many places. Like, Gus Bradley's doing it. Robert Sala's doing it. Uh, you'll see it with Chris uh depending on how much input Chris Richard has on the defense in uh, New Orleans. And now with Joel Woods up in Cleveland. So I think Ojolari is good, especially to 
if they don't keep either Tack McKinley or Jadavian Clowney after the 2021 season. So to have Ojolari with Miles Garrett going forward, I think would be a great dual-headed monster coming off the edge. Not bad. Not bad. Yep. I mean, that, it's smart. I mean, because, you know, I mean, how how many years are you going to get with Clowney? So you put a guy beside him, underneath him, whatever I'm trying to say. Yeah. No, that, and that's just the thing, though, because, like, Cleveland – Cleveland just needs help defensively, and they need defensive depth. If they can get those two things like they've already done, this is a team that could very well be playing serious, very serious football more than once in January again. Still not sold on that QB they got, but, you know, whatever. We'll see. But, uh, anyway, moving on next to uh, pick number 27. That is the Baltimore Ravens' first-round pick. Phil, you're on the clock. Okay, well, I definitely know what position I'm taking here. Um, I just I so looking looking through some mocks and and seeing what everyone else has got. They've got a receiver that's currently third left on the board, so I'm not gonna. Oh, I know um, what you're about to do. I know what I, you're about to do. What do you think I'm about to do? Hold no, on go, a go, go 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 ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go with who they pick because I'm I'm like I don't know their what their reasoning is behind. They went with him, so I'm going with the best receiver on the board, and that's Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. Okay, all right, okay, all right. Well, technically, I could, I could actually technically the second best. I don't think the first one's going to go there. I don't think they would take Tony. I th- I, that's what I thought you were going to go yeah, with. No, I don't think they would take – I forgot he was still up there, but no, I don't think they're going to take Tony. But I think they'd take either Bateman or Ter- – the other guy I was talking about was Terrence Marshall is what, Jr. is what a lot of people have him taken. Um, I I do like the Terrence Marshall pick. Um, Kadarius Tony, I feel like, could go in the first round, but I think that's a player I think someone like a Cincinnati should try to target in the early second round. Yeah, I was saying Bateman and Marshall are better picks. Either one of those. So. Even Elijah Moore could be a good pick for them there at twenty seventh. The receiver yep. out of Ole Miss. Yep. Um. All right, moving I, on. I to couldn't the... tell you. I hadn't seen a down of Ole Miss football. You're gonna hear that a lot. Like I hadn't seen a. Down. <laughs> Why would I do that man. to myself? It's all good, man. Well, anyway, moving on to uh, the Houdat Nation. Pick number twenty eight will be made by yours truly. And I have got a good player here. I was going to go Caleb Farley. That's what happened in my mock draft. But since he's already gone, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go Tyson Campbell, the cornerback out of uh, Georgia. Saints need uh, Saints need help in their secondary after losing Janoris Jenkins. And I think Tyson Campbell can slot in that position very well. You think Campbell's going to go in the first round? I've seen a lot of mocks have him go there. Man, that's that's that's, that's a bit much. But, but yeah, all right, okay, cool, cool, let's do it. I'm just doing it because, like I said, that's what I could see happening, and that's uh, where I think a lot of uh, teams can – that's what I think a lot of people could reach to is, you know what, they, if they see the people there, they're going to take them. But, anyway, moving on next, number 29, uh, finalists for the NFC Championship. Wow, that sounded really bad to say. Uh, Joe will be picking for both the teams lost in the AFC and NFC Championship games for the Green Bay Packers first at 29 and then the Buffalo Bills at 30. Yeah, um, this one's tough because I definitely think with the Packers, they're going to try to appease Aaron Rodgers, especially after everything that happened at the end of last year. Um, So I definitely see them going offense, whether or not. So it's I this is actually a spot where I think Tony could go. But I if he's going to go in the back end of the first round. Um, but I think that they're going to go offensive line because they got depleted a little bit here in the offseason. Um, so I, that, I could actually see them going with that uh, Jackson Carmen from uh, from Clemson. 
And I know some people project him to kind of be a little bit of a project, might be more of a guard being 6'5 versus your true left tackle. Otherwise, they bump him out to right tackle. But we've seen over the years at Green Bay, unfortunately for them, they get banged up a lot and they like versatile guys. Um, and a lot of people project him to be able to play a lot of different positions. So I think that's the pick for Green Bay. Yeah, that's not bad. Getting yeah. offensive line depth, that's not bad at all. It's actually pretty smart. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, especially after, after losing some guys. Yeah, and they also did lose uh, Corey Lindsley, who's arguably probably one of the best centers in the league. So, this one, admittedly, was this one of the ones I acquired from? Uh, yes, big big cat. Okay, big rat. Um, man, let's see here. Can I give a player suggestion? Yeah, that's cool. I would. Uh, Gregory Rousseau out of Miami. Yeah. Let's see. I'm sorry. What 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 position is he? He's an edge rusher. He's an edge, edge yeah. rusher. Okay. I was definitely thinking like, did we uh that that kid that some people thought came out too early that uh kid from Bama, defensive oh, line. Oh. Yeah. He did come out too early. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think it'd be him or then what I'll go with, I'll go with what Griff said. Cause he's a little bit more up to speed on this one. My, my apologies, but yeah, let's go. Let's rock with what Griff said. That's all good. It's just trying to fill in the bottom half of the first round. So I think more of the teams that are drafting in the bottom half in the twenties and beyond, you're really just trying to plug holes more than anything. Yep. Exactly. Build some depth. Yeah. And then moving on, last two picks, the teams that are in the Super Bowl. Well, actually not in the Super Bowl, excuse me, after a trade on Friday that had Orlando Brown Jr. going to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Baltimore now holds the 31st pick in the NFL draft. That pick will be made by uh, Mark Cantwine. Hmm. All right, let's see. Who, 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 what do they really need, though? They just traded uh, Orlando Brown. They signed, they signed somebody too, though. They who they signed? Um... They want to sign Villanueva, but I think they're going to wait because of the uh, con, con, what's the word I'm looking for? Content uh, the comp pick. I can't say the full word. I'm getting tongue tied. But you know how they have the um, compensatory draft pick. They're waiting for that window so they get the picks or something like that. So I think they will sign Villanueva to their line. But I could see at twenty. I'm trying to remember. Uh, at 27, we went, Phil, you went receiver for the Ravens, so I think here's where they could go offensive line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 we got rid of Dickerson, then he's gone, right? No, no I think we was just talked about. You know what? Let's go with Landon Dickerson right here. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know what? They need center depth. Max Skura was awful, and, man, this I've, – I've been calling this for a while. Losing Marshall Yonda was huge for that offensive line. Yeah, man. Yeah, and they're, they're – their old lines gonna be restructured, and with you know how they, how they, uh, how they scheme on offense, that's that's gonna be something to watch for. They're one of the teams, you know, and they lost uh, they lost Judon too on defense. They're one of the teams, low key. I could see them kind of taking a step back. They're fun to watch, so I kind of hope not. But they, I could see, I can legitimately see them taking a step back. They're also a team, too. I feel like they have the stuff. So, if I think in a weird world that if Julio were to become available, I would not be shocked if Eric DeCosta tried to make some moves to get him. Because let's be honest, if 
even Sammy uh, Sammy Watkins and Hollywood Brown is not a good one-two punch of wide receiver if you're going to want to win a championship. Yeah, that is true. And yeah. also, I'll say this too: they were better with Phil's boy from South Carolina, tight end Hayden Hurst. What? Uh, another reason I don't want the Falcons to take copies, <laughs> but because <laughs> my boy's there. But yeah, I get that. But anyway, uh, actually, the man who started off this draft is closing it off with the champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Goat-Aneers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. <laughs> um, I'm going to go – I was looking through the board. I looked at mocks, and I'll, I'm going to go with something that I think that, that could – like is a random occurrence. Like this is going to – Marquis may even be like, what are you talking about? Um, but I think that because of who's already gone off our board, that this is I can see them reaching a little bit, and so instead of getting them trading, uh, trading down, I've got them taking Javante Williams, running back out of North Carolina. Uh, you know what? I, I don't hate that because I, and, and honestly, I think ETN's a p- potential being there, but because uh, Joe made a great pick and picked him before me, the, <laughs> Javante Williams is is who I'm going with. I just don't see any other. I mean. You could obviously add depth in other positions and stuff like that, but I think a running back to get a, a young guy and, and have uh, on that offense would be good. We we got three running backs going in the first round, though. But but I always but I think that's like it's just cra- like when you do a mock draft, like mocks. I feel like the reason why so many mocks end up being wrong is because they don't account for stuff like this. You know, like I think they don't account for the trade. Like there's always something that we look at the draft like who did this guy? Where did this guy come from? Because you can't really predict that kind of stuff, so I think that's why I just decided to make a little bit of a change there. No, no, I don't. I don't hate the pick though. That's that's yeah. actually actually smart. You know what? Like, I think at that point Tampa is just trying to plug holes. I could, I could also see them either trading out or even yeah. one of the quarterbacks that Markeem does says is not going to be good, like Trask or Mond. I could see Tampa drafting them like a project just because you don't like. You're going to have Tom Brady for – I don't think he's going to play past – like, he's, he's going to be 44 at the start of this year. I think, at best, I know, like, three of the four of us in this chat absolutely love Tom. I just can't see him playing more than three years of the box. So, I think you need an option that's not Ryan Griffin or Blaine Gabbert to take over for him when he's eventually ready to hang up. Blaine Gabbert, boy. Oh, man. I just, I just don't th- – I mean, Brady's calling the shot. I just don't think you're, they're, they're, they're even touching a quarterback. Unless I mean, I'm a prospect way late in the draft or something, but if, if they do, I think it's because he'd be like, "Hey, man, um, pick this guy right here." Yeah, yeah, like yeah. He did, like he, he did yeah. with uh, apparently he did that with Jimmy G. He was like, "Yeah, pick this guy." Yeah, if he says it, yeah, I think that that would, yeah. Yeah, but um, the one thing I'll say with Tampa, like, man, Tampa's just an interesting team. Like, I know they signed Giovanni Bernard and they have Leonard Fournette, and but you know what? I like the pick of Williams because. Man, if if they get the Williams that lit up that Miami defense, that's good for Tampa. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they're really in a position where they can they have the it's kind of a luxury pick. They don't really have any like crazy crazy holes to fill, and from there you're just you're just stacking depth. I mean, you've got to account for injuries in the NFL. So, if anything, they could maybe I know they have. Uh, Great and Howard and uh, Gronk, obviously. But if they wanted to add in another tight end even later on in the draft, like, say, a Tommy Tremble or a Brevin Jordan or even, uh, what's the guy's name, Fryermuth from, uh, from Penn State, they could go that route as well just to get a fourth guy in there. Yeah. Like, 
Like Tampa's, a, Tampa's an open book. They can go anywhere in this draft. I could even see them, if there is a team out there, I think that's like wanting to get a quarterback and is desperate, I could see them trading out and a team drafts still. I, I wouldn't be shocked if a quarterback goes either to Tampa at 32 or another team. But you know what? The more I think about it, I don't think they'll be taking a quarterback at 32. Yeah, I think no, I think yeah. I, I think they'll go defense. Yeah. Well, well, anyway, boys, gotta say this was a lot of fun tonight. Thank you for participating in the second annual YWC Football Talk mock draft for the first round. It's gonna be a fun one Thursday night, guys. We're less than seventy-two hours away. While you guys were talking for thirty-one and thirty-two, I actually saw uh, photos of the setup on Twitter live from Cleveland. It's getting close and it's getting real. The stage is up and ready to go, man. I am excited for. Uh, for Thursday night. I'm glad that one of you guys are. <laughs> you know what? Ser- seriously, what what is there for me? What is there for I me to be excited about? There's so, nothing about the Eagles that, yay, like, there's nothing. There's nothing. As a fan of the NFL, I'm excited. But for my team, it's just a varying range of emotions because I don't know exactly what they're going to do. If I go... If they draft back out, if they draft out, like if they drop down, I'm going to be like, oh, typical Patriots. But if they draft up, I can't wait to see everybody go, Bill, Belichick never does this. And I get to be like, well, he's doing it now. So but, I'm, but, I'm but I promise you there'll be logic behind it. It'll make sense. I promise you that. I will keep you to that promise because it won't shock me if it happens. Jesus, man. These fucking Eagles. Just go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm being rude. Go ahead. Sure, sure. It's all good, man. Joe, Phil, how are we feeling about Thursday night? I'm I'm excited. To me, like you know, we talked about last week. It's the NFL draft is something that I I mean, even going back to like when I was like I'm kidding you not like seven, eight, nine years old, I lived for it. Especially as a Lions fan, you know, them being in the top top three every year it was always kind of a big deal. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited for this one. I think I think. The NFL, ESPN, NFL Network, like across the board, they've marketed this one and have hyped it as much as ever. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I cannot wait. Gonna gonna order some pizza probably and just kick back and watch watch some NFL draft. Yeah, I mean, I think this is I think this is uh this is gonna be fun. Um, like I said, with with Griff, you know. I, I'm very intrigued this year about like because of all the talk and 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 what. The Pats could do some. It's gonna be an interesting to get to sit down and watch it instead of just being like in a later pick and knowing you're probably gonna trade out. Um, so either we'll make our pick at 15 or we'll trade up. Uh, potentially, hopefully not trade down, but you know we'll see what happens. But uh, one thing I have a question for you guys. So when you guys watch the draft, do you are you on Twitter at the same time or do you watch, try to just watch it and not get spoiled? Uh, Good, good. I'll let you guys go first because I got. You know what? You guys are my guests. I'll let you guys. I'll let Mark. How about we do this? Markeem, Joe, and then I'll go. Yeah, that's all right. All right. Here's the thing. Most of the time, I just watch. But like this year, because I think we're gonna be terrible, I'm I'm just gonna read Twitter, especially because I'm gonna be working. So there's that. But like, yeah. Yeah. So for me, typically, um, in the past, I kind of I'm a big like scroll through Twitter. I try to avoid, like, I don't I don't love, like, the spoilers of the draft, and I'm glad, like, for, what was it, like, a couple of years there, like, they were, like, they would zoom in on the guy who was about to be picked, and it was, like, total, like, just anti-climatic. Yeah. 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 Um, my, my problem now, so I'm, uh, so my cable provider is YouTube TV, and the only downside to, like, the streaming cable providers is that you're about, like, 
20 to 30 seconds behind um, everybody else. So even if it weren't for like the reporters there that are spoiling stuff on Twitter about a minute prior to you seeing them live, I'm even further behind that. So I think I will just watch on uh, TV and try to keep Twitter away. I'm definitely down for a group chat. Um, if you don't mind, just waiting about 30 seconds before we talk about it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I watch on Sling TV, so I know you're, I know you're, uh, I know you're paying with that. But uh, I've, I've kind of gone back and forth with that. I just, it was just a question I wanted to ask you guys because, like, you watch it and then you're like, like you're also trying to follow on Twitter because all your friends, like, you know, all of us are on. You want to see everybody's thoughts and stuff, and then you see, you know, Adam Scheffler's before it's who the draft pick is, and then you're like, well, now what's the point of even watching this? Like, now you're waiting for them to, to announce the pick. So. It's kind of, you know, I've had both ways. And then it's like, well, then you get excited because you know the pick already. So it's like it's just one, a question I wanted to throw out there. Griff? You know what? For me, um, I, 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 I don't know. I'm probably going to be on Twitter for, like, when the Pats pick or when they move up. But at the same time, too, I'm debating if uh, – uh, what's it called? When the um, – but for the most part, I'm going to probably be on Twitter, but I don't know if I'm going to give my thoughts to every single reaction because it's kind of like – I'm going to give a wrestling analogy. It's like the Royal Rumble. Like when someone big comes out, you're obviously going to react to it. But when someone like – if it's like a whatever pick or if it's a team you don't really care about, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Like it's just whatever. So I'll probably scroll, but I don't know how much actual tweeting I'll be doing. I'm also still debating if I'm going to be like doing a – because I want to record a podcast, like an emergency one if the Patriots were to move up, like in case they, like basically uh, if glass breaks in case of emergency, please break glass kind of uh, situation, like the one Cam signed and I'd go out to my car on my lunch break and uh, record, record a podcast about him. So it'll be a very similar thing for me. So I'm still weighing my options, but the one thing I can tell you is I'll be watching on the NFL network because I do not want to watch on ESPN or ABC. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. ESPN, their coverage is awful. Well, man, it's Trey Wingo, and he's good, but then they got rid of him, and it's Mike Greenberg now, and I cannot stand Mike Greenberg, so I'd rather listen to Rich Eisen. Makes sense. I got you. Yeah, no problem. But anyway, guys, that's going to do it for the draft episode. Thank you once again to Markeem, Phil, and Joe. Guys, hope it was a good time for all of you. I know that, obviously, Phil and I know Markeem, but Joe, this is the first time meeting Markeem. Hopefully, we can do this all again sometime soon. And also, also, too, guys, I'm going to be doing a series coming up soon where I interview people about each of their teams to see where they exactly are. And you know what? As the season gets closer and closer, there'll be more content because, hey, we're still four months away, but it'll be here before you know it. So anyway, guys, thank you once again for enjoying Episode 84 of YWC Football Talk and enjoy the NFL Draft this coming Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday afternoon. Good night, everyone. Peace. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. 
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.